It should be an all I want praise. You can have your seats. I'm just going to talk for a little bit tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Our cup should be running over. If he's really all that we want. Hallelujah. We can't keep our seats. If he's really all that we want. I know that your one is not like my one and your one is not like apostles one and apostles one and not like your one. But if I really, really want something, then there should be some type of response or action. Hallelujah. 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 I wanted Chinese noodles from another side of Charlotte. Hallelujah. 20 minutes out of the way. And God knows what did I do. I made an action to go get those Chinese noodles and homemade duck sauce because that's what I wanted. I inconvenienced myself. I even inconvenienced my husband too. So you can inconvenience your partner that's sitting on your pew with your praise if he really is all that you want. But the question is, if that's just something cute that we say in church because it looks good, or is that really your heart posture? Is he really all that you want? Good time to reflect. Seriously, y'all can have your seat. I'm just going to talk today. I'm really just going to talk tonight. I really am. That's all I'm going to do. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Give me a minute. Yes, God. Yes, God. Thank you, Jesus. In my life, be glorified. Somebody know it. 
You get the glory. You get the praise. You take the honor. I just want to say thank you. You get the glory. You get the praise. You take the honor. Thank you. In my life, be glorified. Be glorified. Come on, if you want to be glorified. In my life, be glorified, be glorified. Hallelujah, in my life, God, in my life, be glorified, be glorified. One more time, sing, yes, in my life. Oh, man, that's sweet. Hallelujah. If you really mean that, that's sweet. If you really mean that, that's sweet. But I stand here flat-footed today, and I say, in my life, I want him to be glorified. And everything that I say and everything that I do, I want God to be glorified, to be glorified. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Be glorified. Even on tonight, hallelujah, let me go ahead and open up in prayer. Father, God, I just thank you. God, be glorified. And everything that you have given me to say tonight, be glorified. Nothing more, nothing less, God, but be glorified. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. I thank the Lord, hallelujah, for the opportunity to stand before you on tonight. Um, it kind of came as a shock, but it shouldn't have been a shock. Uh, we went to prayer, corporate prayer Tuesday morning. Um, and then when I come home, usually we kind of share, I share with my husband some of the things, you know, laid upon my heart. Or, you know, I may sit, if I jot down things in prayer, uh, I'll send it over to him. And one of the things you know, God said in prayer, well, didn't even say to me, but one of my prayers um, that the Spirit of the Lord just had me to utter out in prayer was, God, is so wonderful that you have us praying on the 1st of October at the beginning of the month, and God, whatever you give us to say, we'll release it to your people. Um, I didn't know that meant me, but thank you, Lord. Um, I said, God, whatever you give me to say, we'll release it to your people. We'll, we'll share it with your people. I, I go to pray with expectation, great expectation of the Lord, um, understanding that there's two-way communication. I, I speak with him, and he speaks back to me. And so um, with that, I am going to share a little of our dialogue with you on tonight that really flows from what Apostle has been preaching and teaching um, to us over these past few weeks. And I'm going to really try to talk slow. Y'all know that's one of my challenges, right? But I'm going to try my very, very best to talk slow on tonight. Um, but I want to stand with the topic of I am what you don't see. I want you to turn to your neighbor, and I want you to declare that. I am what you don't see. Mm -hmm. 
As I said, we've been, for the past few weeks, we've been receiving an impartation on Vine the Branch Connection. And today, we're going to flow someone in that same vein. And for those of you who may not have been here or been pretty sporadic with your attendance, we're going to lay some foundation before we start building. I know that's kind of my, my flow. And then for those of you who have been here, this will be good review for you. All right? So let's dive in. I'm going to start with John 15. And again, this is a review. We've already read this before, but I'm going to read again John 15. We're going to begin with the first verse. I'm going to read verses 1 through 8. Again, John 15, 1 through 8. All right. King James Version. It says, I am the true vine, and my father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth, that it may bring forth more fruit. Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine, no more can ye, except ye abide in me. I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, ye can do nothing. If a man abideth not in me, he is cast forth as a branch, and is withered. And men gather them and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. If ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, ye shall also, ye, I'm sorry, ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. Hmm. Herein as is my Father glorified, that ye bear much fruit, so shall ye be my disciples. And the word of the Lord is already blessed. You may have your seats. I just want to talk a little bit, um, pieces from that passage of scripture there. Because Jesus is speaking in the scriptures as he declares, I am the true vine. And not just I'm the vine, but I am the true vine. And my father, which is our father as well, is the farmer. Okay? God is the husbandman or the vine dresser. He is the one that taketh care of the vine to ensure that it produces fruit. So after Jesus sets the stage, he helps us to further understand by going on to say, every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purges it still, that it may bring forth more fruit. So he has purpose in it, but it's still it, the purpose is to bear more fruit. Now let's paint a picture here. God, the giver of all life, Life himself, in matter of fact, is the one solely responsible for taking care of this vine and its branches to ensure that it produces not just fruit, but much fruit. I would say he knows a thing or two about life, wouldn't you? So how in the world can a branch not produce any fruit if it's connected to the vine? That's another story for another day, but I want you to think about that. It says if a branch doesn't produce fruit. But it says that God was the vine dresser. He's the farmer. He knows about life. So why is any branch not producing fruit? Let's keep moving. The key to this 
is that we must understand that the branch doesn't have to try to be a branch. And a fruit doesn't have to try to be a fruit. It just is what it is. The branch doesn't even have to try to bring forth the fruit. It just has to stay connected to the vine and focus on being the branch. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine, no more can ye, except ye abide in me. That's the word, right? So let's park here for a moment. We have to start focusing on the being and stop focusing on the doing. That's where we mess up. We were, my husband and I were in Charlotte at a funeral this past Friday, last Friday. And some of the youth, um, it was at our former church, and a lot of the youth were coming up to us and speaking, and it was just good seeing everybody. And um, one of the, the youth, we were just talking, you know, she, they start, her and her husband had started a ministry in Atlanta. And she said, you know, we are so excited to see you guys. Y'all were our youth pastors when y'all were here. Like we were. We, we literally, we forgot that we were youth pastors. And we impacted these children's lives who are now grown, but we've impacted their lives. And each one of them wanted to come and just love on us and talk to us and just tell us what they're doing in their lives and all of these different things. And then when we got in the car, I was like, babe, do you remember that? It's like, man, we did do that. But the key was we didn't focus on that. Our focus wasn't on doing youth ministry. Our focus was not on um, doing whatever, doing evangelism and so many other things that we were doing. We just were being. And so in result, we forgot the impact. Many times when you're really just being what God has called you to be, you don't even understand the impact that you have in people's lives around you. I had no idea that we impacted the people's lives like we did the way that we did. The young man's funeral that we went to, I know for a fact that God spared his life and gave him time before he died to repent because of all the seeds. He knew what to come back to because of the seeds that we had placed on the inside of that we planted and we imparted in him. And we're grateful for that, but we didn't focus on that. So, again, we have to make sure that we're focused on the being and stop focusing on the doing. So let's talk some more. What is a branch? A branch is a part of a tree that grows out from the trunk of that tree. It's a part of the tree that grows out from the trunk. When we were born again, we were sprouted out of the trunk. Branches don't just appear. Branches don't just show up on the tree. They sprout from the vine. John 15, 4 says, abide in me and I in you. We were in him before we said yes to him. We were in him before we understood what oneness was and that he desired to be one with us. We were in him before we said yes again. We sprouted out. When we said yes, we began to sprout out, not by any effort of our own, but by his divine plan. There's a sprouting for somebody here even today in this house. And the word for you, there's nothing that you have to do. Just be. 
just be so many times we get distracted by the tactics of the enemy, which seem like they're good strategies and they seem like good principles. We got to pray. We need to have a study hour. We got to witness to five people per day. But what branch do you know that has to try to be a branch? That they got something to do to be the branch. No matter if the tree is a good tree, no matter if the tree is a bad tree, a branch just be. I am the true vine, says the word, and ye are the branches. Be the branch. Turn to your neighbor and say, be the branch. Stop making up stuff to do. Just be the branch. God has not called us to be manufacturers. He said, ye are the branches. A manufacturer is a person or a company that makes goods, that makes products to sell. That's many of our problems. We're attempting to make something for show. We're attempting to make something people want to buy. They wanna, you want people to buy it with their flattery. We want people to buy it with their praise. We want people to buy it with their service. No sir and no ma'am, you cannot buy the fruit that I am bearing. When you are the branch, you don't have anything for sale. Nothing for sale. He doesn't want us to be manufacturers. Turn to your neighbor again and say, ye are the branches. That is not the life that God has called us to live. God doesn't want us to make fruit. We should be bearing fruit because ye are the What I am bearing in this season cannot be bought. You can't buy my fruit, but you can eat it. You can't buy it. It ain't for sale, but you can eat it. You can eat it tonight. Oh, yes, you can eat the fruit from others. You can eat the fruit from a teaching and impartation, etc. you got to think about it. Have you taken the time to examine the fruit of a teaching? Have you taken the time to examine the fruit of a conversation that you've had with your friend, a family member? Let's look at Matthew 7. Let's go back to the word. Because we eat fruit. We don't have to try to produce it to give somebody something to eat. We just have to be, to bear. There are people that are hungry. They desire to eat. But what do you have to give? What are you feeding? And then what are you feeding on? Matthew 7 and 15, that's where we're going to go. Matthew 7 and 15, and we're going to read through verses 20. It says, beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. Ye shall know them by their, ye shall know them by their, okay. Do men gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistles? Even so every good tree bringeth forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit, neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. Wherefore, by their ye shall know them. So have you taken the time to examine the impartations that you've been receiving now, we do understand that when we have conversations with people kind of casually, that sometimes there is an impartation. Mm -hmm. We have to be very, very careful with that. 
think about when is the last time you took the time to examine a teaching through a counsel someone gave you, or did you just eat it because it made you feel good? You better stop soaking them everything your way with friends and family members are telling you. You need to be mindful. If it doesn't line up with the word of God and the language of this house, you don't need to be eating on that. You need to examine the fruit. Let's go to Genesis 3 and 6. It says, and when the woman, they talk about fruit in Genesis 2. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, but it then says, and that it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree to be desired to make one wise. She took other fruit thereof and did eat and gave also unto her husband with her and he did eat. So what's the purpose of that fruit? You have to think about it. What would be the end result of me eating what you're saying to me? What would be the end result of me taking in this conversation? Is it good for food, nourishment, or is it just pleasing to my eyes or pleasing to my flesh? Is eating this going to cause me to grow up in Christ or otherwise? We don't need to only watch out for false teachers and prophets, but we need to also watch out for false believers because they're trying to give us something too. To be a, a true teacher, a true prophet, a true believer, you've got to be a branch. And a branch only has one responsibility, and that's remain connected to the vine. So even if you're my girlfriend, and even if you say that you're a believer, if you're not connected to the vine, ye are not a branch, and you can't give me nothing. Nothing. I can't eat from you. Nothing. The branch can only produce what it's connected to. As, let's go back to that scripture. It says, Matthew 7, 18, a good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit, neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. So we have to be mindful of the branches that we are around and what they're giving us to feed on. There are times when branches are broken off the tree as well. And we talked a little bit about this maybe last week or even the week before. When the branches are broken off, they're everywhere. In times of storm or, or heavy rain, you can find branches on cars. You can find branches on houses. You can find branches even on jobs. You can find j branches on ball fields, etc. Because if you think about it, the branch is you know, who you are and what you're focusing on, what you're connected to. Okay, the branch is connected to. So if you're broken off from the true vine, many times we are connected to our jobs overly. We're connected to our children's activities overly. We are con overly connected to our cars and houses and all these other materialistic things. When we're broken off, it's when the storms come. It's when the storms come and the winds blow that those branches, they snap and they cause a lot of damage. It causes the power to go out. Many people are without power right now, even in this house, and I hate to say that, but because branches have been able to, haven't been able to stay connected to the vine. They've been broken off by the beating down of the rains and wind, and you have been broken off. 
We're going to talk about that a little more. But I want to just mention this scripture to you, Isaiah 43, 1 and 2. You don't have to turn there, but write it down if you're taking notes. Um, and you could go through, the, go and read that later to reemphasize what we're sharing tonight. Isaiah 43, 1 and 2 says in the New King James Version, But now thus says the Lord who created you, O Jacob, and he who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flame scorch you. Stay connected. He says, for I am with you. Through the waters, he is with us. Through the fire, he is with us. The flames will not scorch us. But you have to stay connected. Many false prophets arise during the times of storm. During times of natural storms, our ecosystems get real out of whack. And I don't know if that's the right term, but I think it is. I remember after Hurricane Matthew, we began to have things grow in our backyard that never grew there before the storm. Like, what, what is this? What kind of weed is this? What kind of flower is this? And I heard many people, you know, having those same type of ex experiences at their homes as well. But the reason for that is because when the storms and the winds blow, they get those seeds, a pollen, whatever that scientific term, Taylor, you probably can help me out there, and it just flows to other yards and flows to different regions, and other things begin, foreign objects, foreign things begin to grow in your yard, in your space. So you have to ask yourself tonight, have I allowed any foreign things to take root in my yard? Hey, Shana. Woo, my, my. Ask yourself, have you allowed any foreign things to grow in your space? Be mindful of the seeds that are attempting to be sown in your life in the midst of your storm. False prophets will come to prophesy to you, and it's many times casual. But there are casual seeds that are blown here and tossed there and tossed here and tossed there. Be mindful of those things so those foreign things won't sprout up in your yard. It's during these times of storm that people are broken off by a fence. In actuality, it's not even the storm that breaks us off the vine, but it's the effect the storm has on us. It's not the actual wind. It's not the actual rain, but the effect of the storm on us. It's the seeds that are blown around during the storm. It's the weight of the water during the storm. It's the offense that breaks us off the vine. And many of you, if you find yourself today still broken off the vine, even after that awesome word and altar call and prayer on Sunday about being grafted back in, if you still find yourself broken off the vine, if you go back to it, it's offense, the effect of the storm. You cannot allow yourself to stay there any longer because now you've not only heard it once, not only have you heard it twice, you've heard it multiple times. And God holds us accountable for every word that we hear. And so you sit back and you wonder, why is it so hard? Why I can't have no joy? Why I don't have this? Why am I not bearing that? Because you are stubborn and disobedient simple 
simple. John 15 and 1. It says, God is the husband man, vine dresser, farmer. As long as we are connected to the vine, the vine dresser will take care of us. We don't have to worry about doing. He's going to take care of us. We get so busy focusing on how to get out of the storm, get out of it. But if we stay connected, we will bear it. We will bear the storm. Bear means to carry it, be able to deal with it, support. We will bear it because we're bearing the fruit of the Spirit. We're bearing love. We're bearing joy. We're bearing peace. We're bearing patience. We're bearing kindness. We're bearing goodness. We're bearing faithfulness. We're bearing gentleness. We're bearing self-control so we can bear the storm if we stay connected to the vine. That's the key. We have to stay connected to the vine. There's no way around it. If we try to find another way, it will not last. That fix is only temporary. We have to stay connected to the vine. Amen. Now, these are just some uh, prophetic words that came to me as I was preparing um, this message tonight. And I just want to kind of shoot a couple things out. And we're going to pray. And we're going to go home. I'm not going to hold you long. But it's a the, the Spirit of the Lord says, stop getting so tied up and pulling up weeds in your life. Focus on the being. Our Father is the vine dresser, and the Bible says that the wheat and the tear shall grow together. We've never seen a plant pulling up the weeds from around it. Have you? No. That job is left for the vine dresser. We're trying to fix ourselves. We're trying to fix ourselves up. We're trying to do this and we're trying to do that. And God says, stop. And just focus on staying connected to me. Uh, uninterrupted communion. Deep devotion. That's all we have to worry about, covering Christ. That's our only responsibility. God, our Father, takes care of everything else. He takes care of us. Make sure that you don't break off the vine in a failed attempt to do something what all the Father wants us to do is be. That's the word of the week, be. B-E, very simple, be. Just be. Focus on the being, not the doing. And also, it says, don't, make sure you don't die where you're planted. You know, we talked a couple weeks ago, maybe even last week, about our natural lives being sown. Our natural lives should be sown, and then we'll bring forth the spiritual life. Make sure you don't die there. When we're, we have to sow that life, that natural life. And then many times when we sow that natural life, sometimes we get stuck there and not move on to that next place, that next dimension that the Lord has for us, that spiritual life, because we then began to focus on the doing. I got to do this. I got to do that. And that's how we end up disconnecting ourselves and be distracted. So we need to make sure that we stay connected to the vine and make sure that we don't die in the place where God has us planted. There is a refreshing. There is watering. God takes, again, he's the farmer. He knows exactly what we need. He knows better than you know. Many times we spend our prayer time telling God we need this, we need that. I need to fix this, I need to fix that. I don't feel like I need to do this. I don't feel like I need to do that. I feel like I need to do this. I feel like I need to do that. But he's the farmer. He's the vine dresser. So wouldn't he know? Wouldn't that be his responsibility? Take your hands off. 
give those things to the, give yourself, not even those things, give yourself to the Lord. Present your bodies as living sacrifices. Give yourselves unto God and let him take care of you. Let's see what else I want to share. Thank you, Jesus. Hmm. Apostle, if you are right with this, I don't want to share the rest of it too. It fully develops because I have several different little things, and that's just kind of the way God gives me things. He'll give me little phrases, or he'll give me words, or he'll give me things, but I think it will be better, it will be more beneficial to the house if I just allow him to continue to develop it in me. But our focus tonight um, is on just making sure that we stay connected to the vine. Apostle, is that okay with you? Or do you want me to give the snippets? All right, let's pray, y'all. We're going to pray.